Welcome everyone to episode one of our Enabling Automation podcast series. We're very excited to bring a series of topics to our listeners to empower them in the implementation and the support of automation projects within their organization. Our first topic is why is now the time to automate? I'll be your host of the podcast. My name is Simon Drexler. I've been in the automation industry for approximately 15 years in a variety of roles, ranging from application engineering to business leadership, as well as serving a number of different industries and phases of the automation lifecycle. My guest today is Frank Schmidt from PA Solutions. And Frank, would you take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you, Simon. Um, yeah, Frank Schmidt, as you said, responsible within PA Solutions um, for the process optimization business unit, um, where we yeah, try to help our customers to improve their processes, um, usually to, to gain efficiency, OEE, and, and all around that KPIs. Um, I'm with PA um, um, since two years, uh, having a background um, in discrete industry, um, more than 20 years, um, responsible, um, always related to, to manufacturing, um, so means industrial engineering, um, production management, site management, and yeah, I had the chance to, to build up um, several plants um, myself. Yeah, with the, the step to PA solutions, I kind of changed the site um, and now doing kind of consulting um, work now, um, as I said, helping customers um, to improve their processes. That's fantastic, Frank. And we're just so fortunate to have someone like you on the initial episode of our podcast to talk about how to enable and how to get started into the automation journey. Um, it can be daunting for some and the experience that you have both in your professional career, as well as being a business leader inside of PA Solutions, which is responsible for enabling and coaching people and, and teams through maximizing their investment in automation is just such a perfect fit for this topic. And so why don't we dive right in? You know, you've got a lot of background. Uh, you're dealing with a number of different customers worldwide. Why is now the time to automate? Yeah, I, I believe that um, currently um, we are we are living in a in a world of, of disruptions. Um, so I, I see many um, supply chains um, um, disrupted, and um, this is is bringing um, companies back to. Yeah, they, they need to set up a different footprint, maybe um, in, in, in some cases. Um, they need to bring maybe um, yeah, formally relocated um, production footprint um, back to, to where they originally started um, to be in a position to have material available. And uh, we see that those customers, um, they are yeah, kind of desperately looking for improvement um, to improve their cost position overall. And um, so we get a lot of requests. Um, guys, can you help us to understand A, could we somehow automate? And B, if yes, where would it make sense to start from? And you, you mentioned an interesting word in uh, disruption. And certainly over the last couple of years, there's been a disruption and a major change with a global pandemic. Uh, which has, I believe, forced a number of people to reevaluate their, their global footprint and how their products come together and come to market. 
I know that is the primary one, but are you seeing sort of secondary drivers and secondary reasons for that disruption and that change where we've got more people looking for automation than ever before? Yeah, I, I think um, that uh, the secondary triggers and maybe there are also some primary ones, um, it's, um, it's gaining efficiency. And um, I think um, that uh, maybe the pandemic is kind of the trigger for, we need to have a look at our processes that we maybe did not have um, for, the last, um, for the last several years. And, and we need to start um, to do that. And um, maybe this is number one. And what we also see is um, that the, the, let's say the population in, in some companies is, is aging um, um, a lot. And we also get requests from, from customers who say, uh, who say, yes, we have, we have really some trouble with um, finding new people, finding new talent. And we would like to, to get um, independent from, from this one um, and, and to set up an, an automated process to, to be more um, flexible and yeah, robust in the end in the process. And in my role, I hear that a lot as well. It's the, the accessibility of talent. And, and you touched on a couple of different reasons, um, you know, changes in population dynamics, uh, as well as potentially an aging workforce in different areas around the world. So certainly a primary driver of the need to find a different way. Inside of that, you know, there's a number of companies and approaches to try to make technology more accessible to these applications. Is that something that, that you've seen in your experience dealing with customers as well, where it's getting more straightforward to apply technology to these gaps in our processes? Yeah, I think that the, the technology is, has improved a lot. Um, so number one, of course, is the digitalization. So it means that the data availability um, is, let's say, um, um, has much improved um, during the last years to make data available almost everywhere and, and, and anytime. I think this is number one. And um, if you would like to, to improve and maybe to start automation, um, you need to have the data to, to understand what is going to happen or what is happening in your process in the end. So I think this is a trigger. And then, um, um, yeah, also with, with um, that, uh, let's say, for example, in robotics, um, we see many topics somewhere um, also yeah, you see a next level in the next level maybe in, in the technology that is um that is available somehow and that makes it more easy um to uh, to substitute um human beings in the end and and to um to do that um, implement the technology you um you touched on another thing that i'm quite passionate about which is you know that fundamental and underlying data in the process and I completely agree with you that one of the things that has become more accessible in the implementation of technology is the amount of information that we are able to pull from our processes. And what I've seen as a, a major trend is being able to utilize that data to, to justify the return on investment. So not only is it a, a continuity implementation of technology where, you know, maybe accessibility of talent or wanting to um, improve the efficiency of supply chain, as you've already mentioned, but also that we're getting much better at justifying the investment in technology because we better understand our processes. Is that mm -hmm. something that you've seen as well? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think um, um, in the end, I'm still 
there, there are still a few triggers um, to do um, technology or automation or not. And, and one of the most important ones is, um, is there a business case in the end? And um, um, let's say with number one, having more data available, you can, you can calculate um, maybe better um, than in the past what the outcome of the business case will be. And then number two, um, all the simulation tools that are around um, can also help to, to just, um, justify if, a, if a automation in the end is going to work like you would, um, um, how you would like to see it, right? Absolutely. And knowing what PA Solutions does, you know, providing that, that coaching and consulting of both lean process evaluation and application of automation technology on, on top of those assessments. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about some sort of a common outcome of those types of assessments and, and the data that you provide? And maybe, maybe yes, of course. And maybe I start a little a little earlier. I mean, the process. Um, so usually, quite often, customers come and say, "Hey, we 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 have the feeling that we could do something, but we do not know exactly where and how to start, and if in the end this will be a payoff." And then um, we we can go in with a with as you said with a kind of assessment where we start um, usually to display the process in a, in a value stream mapping and because with this you see um, the process crystal clear everybody can talk to it everybody can understand it and everybody usually has remarks where the weak points are and then um, we can we can and this is i would say one of the advantages of pa solutions in this one we can bring in lean um, experts, we can bring in digitalization experts, and we can bring in um, the automation experts. And this is in the end, let's say, um, from my point of view, very good and very important um, because if there is some, some gaps in, in efficiency or whatever um, um, detected um, or shown, then yeah, we can quite easily develop ideas and solutions um, with, with our experts that fit to close the gap or to improve the situation. Um, and so the, the, I would say the triangle um, of, of um, the offering of, of PA is really addressing the, the, the lean, um, so to find the gap, um, to understand the process, the, the, the digitalization to get the data, and then the automation um, possibly to, yeah, to improve the situation in the end. And then in between, of course, we do a business case um, study to, to calculate um, if the investment is um, worth doing it and if, the, let's say, the result will be um, like expected in the end. You touched on another topic in that response that I think nicely ties together a, a number of things that we've, we've mentioned already. You know, there, there's disruption in the way that business has been done, at least in the, in the recent history that has companies seeking more effective ways to drive efficiency in their processes. You and I mentioned data. I know we're both passionate about it and the accessibility of data, uh, but we didn't talk about simulation and, and you just mentioned it there. And with the advances in computer software, ease of implementation, one of the trends that I've seen is that simulation is becoming more accessible which allows that visualization and better understanding of data, better understanding of processes. Are you seeing that as a major, major catalyst for the investigation of technology and the implementation of automation? 
To be honest, yes and no, I would say. Um, number one, yes, because usually with um, um, simulation, depending on how it's done, um, you can visualize um, a future state of a process. And this usually helps um, to get, um, yeah, to give decision makers an idea how their process could or would look like um, if they do or if they make a change. So for me, this is a, a wonderful tool um, to support um, that, uh, let's say, the transmission of the, of the message on um, how a future state um, could look like. So this is number one. And um, where why, why I believe um, simulation is, is, is really um, helpful. And then sometimes it's, I think it's used, unfortunately, maybe as, as a kind of a selling tool still a little bit. Um, on, on the other hand, um, I see more and more companies that really would like to understand if in the, in the, in the process, how it's designed and set up, if there are still um, bottlenecks, um, possible problems, um, if the track time is okay and so on. So really making a technical um, justification if this is going to work um, in the end. I still see, maybe it could be improved still, the, the number of companies using that. And um, what we currently see, um, and also having the one or the other nice project is um, doing really digital twins. So this is um, um, an interesting topic um, where um, yeah, companies would like to understand in a, in a virtual room how a process in the end really behaves and where you really can do some, I don't know, influences and, and simulate that you would work on the process um, somehow um, and, and see how it would behave and what would be um, the outcome of the yeah. Interesting. And in the, the scope of today's discussion around, you know, why is now the time to automate? Digital twin is, is an interesting topic as well to me because it's being utilized as a means to either reduce the risk or reduce the implementation time of technology into the process. Um, are you seeing that improve throughout the analysis that you're doing and the, and the customers that you're working with in the use of digital twin? So we, we, yeah, we have, for the moment, we have, I would say only a few customers using the digital twin. Um, and there, um, two topics are, I would say, most important. One is really um, reducing risk. Um, so in, in one case, a customer is rebuilding um, an automized system um, to, to, yeah, to make training on it and, and to really get a, a smooth um, startup in the end. And in, in, a, in another case, um, we, are, we are talking about um, um, yeah, brackish water um, system where um, the customer would like to, to understand and simulate um, if the one or the other pipe would be blocked or if the one or the other um, pump is not running, um, how possible, let's say, deviations would look like or how a workaround would look like um, to instruct operators um, what to do next. Um, so this is, this is more the, the, the topics that we see, um, um, less in the context of, of um, time to market, for example, or time to, to set up a system. Understood. So continuing on that path, you know, there are, are new technologies coming available. There are things and tools that make the accessibility of technology more straightforward. Are you seeing automation technology applied to applications or projects where historically that hasn't been the case because of the disruption we started with? Yes. We are seeing more and more customers um, that um, 
um, are asking for a, for a, um, a operations assessment um, to, to gain efficiency, um, who are where maybe some really historically still manual work is, is done, and they um, start to write more and more in their specification um, explicitly, please also look for potential automation um, pieces where we could implement this. And um, so, yeah, I, I see that um, maybe not only industries, but maybe also customers um, who are who used to, to, or who are not used to automation, they start currently um, thinking about it and name it explicitly um, that it should be on, on the table and on the screen um, um, to understand if they could gain efficiency also from this one. I um, really like the fact that you keep coming back to efficiency and utilizing technology to drive efficiency. And one of the things inside of the business that, I, that I'm a part of, we talk about frequently, is that technology is now being applied not to be the perfect solution, but one that will drive some level of efficiency for the manual workforce. Because if we are able to take even 10% of what has been historically manual and allow technology to drive that, then we can take 10% of our very valuable labor force and apply them to another part of the business. Is that something that you're seeing in, in the assessments that PA Solutions completes? Yeah, yeah. And, and um, yeah, I'm maybe coming back a little bit on this efficiency topic. Um, my deep understanding, and I'm really convinced about it, is um, that if you start to talk about automation, um, you need to find the pain point um, that the customer is, is, is having or carrying. And um, if, if you talk to, to an operations responsible, uh, what, it, what is it about in the end? It's, it's usually it's about quality. It's about, let's say, delivery, so output or, or delivery time or what, whatever. Or it's really about um, yeah, cost in the end, efficiency. And um, so usually one of those pain points is triggering um, companies to, to ask for, for um, um, help. And um, yeah, of course, um, in the end, we also had um, 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 scenarios where, where a customer came and said, well, we are on a um, um, growth path. Um, we are having an experienced workforce um, right now. Um, we see that customer demand is really, really increasing. And yeah, we, we could either um, hire manpower over manpower, or we can use the experience manpower that we have and try to go a next step with, with automation and um, keep the manpower on, on, on board and extend um, our um, capabilities for, for delivery. So this is indeed something that, that we see um, also with our customers. I, I'm happy that you're seeing that trend as well. And to phrase that or, or frame that a little bit differently, you know, what we're seeing is trying to apply our manual workforce to the highest value applications possible and utilize technology, again, even if it's not even the, the perfect solution, but utilize that to do the, the low value tasks. And it sounds like you're, you're seeing that as well. Yes. And then and if you, if you, let's say, um, if, if you have customers who are into that, um, um, do you have, let's say, examples or experience in mind um, how they are doing this? Because 
for me or to me, um, if you start automizing um, something that is maybe done manually before, there are a lot of potential um, um, hiccups that you can run in. So a, a gripper of a robot is something different than, than a, a hand of a, of a, of a, a human operator, right? And um, you can maybe um, yeah, react to small deviations with a human being um, that is maybe not so obvious in the beginning with, a, with an automated system or a robot. Do, do you see um, um, stories like this and how do you cope with that? And that's a great example. And I, I often use collaborative robots as the, the primary example of where you might not be applying the, the ideal solution, but you are applying something that is easily accessible, reasonably straightforward to apply an ROI to, and you start to break out your process into what the collaborative robot is able to do. And even if that's 10, 20, 30% of the process, even if they're slightly less efficient than the manual operator, it, the opportunity uh, benefit, I would say, it's, the, it's almost the op opposite of opportunity cost, the opportunity benefit of being able to take that operator's time and apply it to some other part of the business to support the, the growing demand or the growing complexity of the product or the implementation of, of some new process or new part of the organization is what generally justifies the implementation of that piece of technology. And so we work with our customers in a similar way to you to analyze the process, understand where the major phases are, understand where the major validation points are to be able to really hone in on where can we get started? How do we get moving with automation um, or, or technology? May I have another question for you in, in this context? Um... Absolutely. So if, if, if you um, work with customers um, and do you have cases that they um, um, ask you to improve an existing system and, and do you then sometimes, let's say, um, find out that the, the availability of the system is good, but the, the logistics, for example, around this is, is the issue. Do you also have some um, such um, kind of, of topics? We actually see that quite frequently. And I think it's some of those major trends that you spoke of right at the beginning of the call, the disruption of supply chain, the disruption of the avail availability of workforce has companies seeking new ways. And we all have limited footprint, especially in, inside of facilities. So we have a lot of customers, partners that come to us and say, how do we get more parts out of less space, essentially? And that has us really diving into the, the processes that exist. Are there ways to more effectively move parts around? Are there ways to improve or optimize the availability of individual process stations or individual steps along the, the journey in order to start to, to drive more efficiency with the ultimate goal of more parts out of less space? Yeah, sounds interesting. Because what we always um, tell customers is um, if, if you have a manual, manually done um, pro process um, which is bad and you just automize it, you will have an automized process which is still bad, right? So <laughs> you, should, you should have a look inside before, um, <laughs> before you just add a robot um, to, to, to see if, if you can get um, the problems out um, before yeah, getting it on the next technology level. 
I'm fortunate to sit on uh, a number of different boards and do a fair bit of speaking. And and it comes up very often, you know, what happens when you apply technology to a bad process? You basically just get a faster, more efficient, bad process. And so that is definitely something that we would encourage our listeners to avoid. And we will have um, a podcast actually dedicated to that topic of how to get started in, in the automation journey. So Frank, to wrap up our topic for today and coming back to, you know, why is now the time to automate? What would be the, the one thought or, or the, the closing thought that you would leave our listeners with? So why is it um, now time to automate? I believe um, um, circumstances are yeah, triggering us um, to, to think about um, the processes, how we did in the past. Um, so uh, starting with the, the pandemic, with the disruptions in the supply chains and, and everything, this is for me number one. Um, number two is that, um, for example, yeah, war for talents, de-aging of the, um, of the population, um, not finding the right people. This is also a trigger. I think it's a good time to start now because um, the, the availability of technology um, is, let's say, know-how-wise really, really good. It has improved them over the last years. And um, to, to bring it into context with the, the, the processes you are having, the digitalization is also scaling up and, and supporting um, the idea of, of bringing in more technology and automation into processes. So that all together, from my point of view, is, is really a, yeah, a good climate, maybe um, to, to phrase it like this, a good climate um, to, to start now and to think about it now and to get into it. What a fantastic way to, to summarize our topic and our talk today, Frank. Thank you so much for both your time and lending your expertise and thoughts to our listeners. Really appreciate you joining us today in our podcast for Enabling Automation. And to those listening, the next topic that we're going to talk about in our podcast is starting to debunk some of the myths that are associated with the implementation of technology and some of the things that Frank just summarized is things are changing. Technology is rapidly innovating, and that's changing the way that we implement technology in the world. So we'll debunk some of the myths that still exist in in the world today as we continue on our journey of enabling our listeners to implement technology and automation in their processes. Thank you so much for listening today.